Welcome to Deep Americana. Today on Deep Americana, Josh will be interviewing Randy over soccer. Welcome to Deep Americana. This is Josh with Randy today. We're going to discuss soccer, or as they call it everywhere else in the world, football. All right. Um, Randy, we'll, we'll uh, I'll ask you some questions here. For starters, who's your favorite soccer or football team? Bayern Munich's a very solid team. They just won the Bundesliga for a record eighth consecutive season, and they're primed to get into this Champions League playoff scenario that they're doing here next month. Yeah. They got. They were. They were a little um, slow getting things going this this year, but um, they they got. It seemed like once once they got going, they were pretty much impossible to stop. Yeah. Is there any particular reason why that's your favorite team, Randy? Um, you know, I like, I like uh, a lot of players. I like uh, Mueller. I like Lewandowski. You know, everybody says, oh, they're getting so old. And, but uh, I think they, uh, they, got, they, they got that maturity. They know how to play. You know, they, uh, they got a lot of finesse to their game. And uh, they, know, they know where to be, you know. They, uh, they've got that experience, and I really yeah, they're an exciting team to watch, that's for sure. Um, and, you know, Thomas Miller, um, he had, he's one of the top goal scorers in, in uh, World Cup history. And they did horribly in the last World Cup, you know. Yeah, they did. But that's, that's almost become the standard now, um, where a team will go on and win the World Cup and then not even make the, um, not even make the knockout stages. In the, um, and that's... Well, they made a big. They made a big deal um, a few years back. I think it was 2017 when they had the um, they did the Confederations Cup, and Germany basically sent out what they called their B team, and they went on and they won the Confederations Cup, and so they were picked by a lot of people to do really well in this last World Cup, but it just didn't quite like. I think a lot of those players were tired because they played a lot, played a lot of games in the last three or four years, and. The group wasn't really that tough, but what was it? Was it Sweden in that group with them in Mexico and then somebody else? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I thought they, you know, they were going to move on pretty easy, but they just had, a, they had such a difficult time. But, yeah, that's, that's the thing you got to look out for, you know, is uh, a lot of teams that you don't think are going to do anything. I mean, will play really well a lot of times because, they, you know, they do want to move on. So yeah, soccer was one of the first sports to really come back, at least in uh, different parts of Europe, um, back in May. Um, the Bundesliga restarted, and they're already done. The Premier League is just about finished up. They started back in June, and they've been playing. One of the things I've noticed a lot watching these, watching the different leagues, is now that they've got five substitutes, which they added in as a result of COVID nineteen, and the whole circumstance of these guys having three months off or whatever. 
is that it, I really think that it that it really favors the teams that have lots that that have lots of money that have bigger squads. Definitely. And I, and it really I mean we could look at the I mean there's still a few games where the the so-called lesser team or whatever ends up winning, but more often than not I mean I've seen a lot of these games where they make three or four substitutions in a short period of time and it just completely changes the game. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah, I think it's, uh, I, I, I don't know what the answer is to that, but, yeah, you see one team that's able to make substitutions and the other ones can't really do it. And it does come down to money. You, know, you see a lot of, uh, a lot of the bigger teams, and especially in a lot of the bigger cities where they have, you know, they got the financial backing and they got, you know, they got a ton of money. You know, they got a few million uh, euros to, uh, to spend on, on all sorts of different things and you know they packed it well right now they're not but they were packing their uh, their stadiums and you got the a lot of the smaller teams that just don't have those that kind of financial backing well you, but you see that you see that in just about any sport too you know yeah yeah absolutely i, I think in soccer it, it's almost it's more you, you can see it more because yeah. because in the different leagues you know you get different competitions because every Every country has their own, has at least one cup competition. Some have two, and then you get the Champions League. Teams that get into the Champions League, they get a bunch of money just for getting into the Champions League, and you get more money based on how well you place in, in like any given league. So it, it I mean, it's and with relegation, which they don't have here in America, which. I would love to see multiple leagues and relegation for basketball, football, all kinds of sports here. I think that would be really interesting, and it would force some of these teams. You'd never see tanking like what goes on in American sports, where teams yeah. will purposely lose games just to get better draft picks, because that's just that's not how it works in soccer. It's one of the reasons yeah. I like watching it. And it's just a beautiful sport in general. But, but yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, they do it. sharing and they I mean they don't have anything quite like that in um, in soccer especially in Europe and what's interesting about that you know it, they well they have what they call financial fair play or whatever that um, UEFA and FIFA are all behind and the problem problem with that is is they don't really seem to enforce their rules very well at least that's that's the way, I mean, that's the way I see it. Just last week, Manchester City, who had been, you know, they were going to be banned from European European play for two years. And, um, and and then they went to the court of the arbitration of sports or whatever, and they said, okay, yeah, that's, like, 
they, they decided, okay, you can pay a $3 million fine or something like that, or maybe it was $10 million. I can't remember how much it was. And they made him pay a fine, and then they said, okay, you know, you can keep playing in Europe, and it's fine. And they just, their they're rule, their enforcement is just, I mean, I don't really know what's going to stop a team from just, you know, making up their own, doing their own thing, but... Specifically, why they don't, why they don't do that. I mean, it, it's possible there could be money going on under the under the table, that sort of thing. I mean, you know, FIFA in and of itself might be one of the most corrupt organizations in the world. It, it's yeah, we just don't know. We because every time they try to do something about it, they just you know. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I read somewhere where you know. The United States was really actually trying to go after a lot of those guys, and even now they 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 backed off. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things. Oh well, there's a big pandemic going on, so let's just let's do all this stuff that you know people really don't like, but they're not going to be paying any attention. Exactly. Yeah. There's a serious problem in our world today that they're just waiting for a distraction to to get you onto something different. Well, the funny thing about that is... I just don't think they can compete, you know, as far as, even financially, you know. No, I mean... It's not as big a sport here, you know, and... In a perfect world, we'd have more players like Christian Pusilic, who plays for Chelsea now, and, man, he came on in that game yesterday against Liverpool, that Liverpool ended up winning 5-3, but at the time it was, it was, I think, it was 3-1... And then it was maybe it was four to one, and then it was four to two, and then it was four to three, real fast. Because once they brought Priscilla on, he was just he's he's a talent, and he changed that game yesterday. And that was I mean I've watched I've watched a few Chelsea games this season, but that one yesterday I was like I think Priscilla is really like since the restart back in June, he's been one of the most impressive players to watch. Um, during this period of time, and I think like, he's one of the guys that's really actually made a made a real um, impression on on just soccer in general. Yeah. And he's definitely a talent to watch in the future. It's a real shame he didn't get to play in the World Cup a couple of years ago. Right. But I mean, you know, it's, it's almost hard to even imagine them having a World Cup at this point. But I mean, it's still a couple of years away. So hopefully, we'll have we'll have more some version of normalcy by then. But as hard as I could say, it's, it, you can't imagine them having a World Cup. I can't imagine them not having a World Cup. Yeah. So it's, you know, it goes kind of goes both ways. Yeah. Because in the World Cup is like it, maybe the biggest event that takes place over the course of a month that happens in the world yeah. in terms of, Definitely. like, who watches it and, you know, it, it just, like, it's it's like a festival in a lot of countries, and even ones that they don't have it in, you know, like like if they're having it in Europe or whatever, they're still having a festival, and you know, every day Brazil's playing or every day Argentina's playing, like you know, it's a big deal all over the world, and we're just now starting to kind of kind of catch the 
you know, I think about the last 10, 15 years, um, soccer's really started to pick up in um, popularity in America. Right. And we see that with uh, with the bigger TV contracts for the for the Premier League and for Bundesliga and um, the Spanish La Liga and, and other other leagues as well. But and uh, recently MLS has been playing. A, they've been doing a tournament. I've been watching a lot of those games recently. Yeah. Which is interesting. And some, there's some good players in the MLS. Not not to the. Well, what's interesting about that is most kids play soccer, you know, whether, like, some, some, like, organized on a team, but, like, even when I was a kid, you know, back in the 80s, like, we played it almost every day at recess, you know, every day it was nice out at least, and it let us go outside and run around, and, you know, I don't understand, maybe it's because of the lack of the, um, the organization or whatever, but... It just seems to me if we're drawn from, you know, one of the biggest population, you know, from a really big population where we're good in just about every other sport, we should at least be able to compete. Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, and losing out in that, missing out in that last World Cup was, was very disappointing. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I mean, I still remember I was in Arizona at the time just watching it on my computer and like then not scoring a goal and then I can't remember who it was that had scored late in the game or whatever that changed everything and then they were out yeah and it was it was one of the most disappointing I mean the last I've been watching soccer pretty pretty um steadily for the last 10 years and that was like the most disappointing thing I'd ever seen happen but then you know I'm a Liverpool fan so I'm yeah. kind of getting used to. Di- I have been getting used to disappointment, but the last couple of years have just been truly amazing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's been a it's been a really good. Uh, Jurgen Klopp has done a really nice job getting those guys, uh, getting the right players and making the players that he had better. And I think that's we need to see more of that. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Because I mean, you know, they spent they spent a good amount of money on some of those players, but. When you compare to like the amount of money that Manchester City or Manchester United that they're spending, it's not even close to that. Right. And it's more about it's more about you know having a team mentality. And Pep Guardiola, you know, you got to give him credit too because he's one of the greatest coaches, you know, at least in modern soccer history. With everything he did with Barcelona, um, for sure. They were, there in the, you know, nine, ten years ago, there was really nothing better than, that might have been one of the greatest teams of all time. It's hard to say, you know, trying to compare different eras and such, but uh, one thing I think that's um, interesting about the MLS is every time it seems like they play a Spanish team, they don't do so well. Or not a Spanish team, excuse me, a Mexican team, because they have, they have the, uh, they have the CONCACAF Champions League. They usually play those big games in like April and May, where they. But um, I'm not even sure if they're doing that this year or what's going on with that. But 
it seems like every like that that an MLS team has never won the Concacaf Champions League. Right. You know, I, I've noticed. I don't know, and I can't put my finger on it. But when you watch a couple of teams from you know England play or or, or other countries, there's a there's like a flow to it. And uh, when I watch two American teams play, it seems a, a bit slower. There's not as much overlap. There's not, you know, there's there's just something a little different about how we play here. Yeah, I'm surprised that they haven't tried to bring in more. Um, more European coaches. Yeah. Maybe they're just cost too much money or whatever. But it's a possibility, it, but I, I think they need to, you know, yeah, they need to bring some uh, somebody fresh in here, maybe change a few things up. I mean, they've done that. They've done that with the national team, and then uh, that didn't go so well. Or it did well. I mean, they had Jurgen Klinsmann, and they they did well in 2014, and they had right. a decent World Cup. They lost to Belgium in extra time. Yeah, you know, right. that was a tough game, but like. Maybe one of the best goaltending performances ever in a in a World Cup. So there's that. But but yeah, but their failure to. I mean, I think that they fired they fired Klingsman before they even um, lost out on the. Yeah. Before they lost out on going to the World Cup in 2018, but like. I mean, they were just, they were headed in the wrong direction, and I'm not sure if it was just because it was a transitional team where you had, like, a couple of really good young players and then, like, a bunch of other guys that have probably been around for too long and they haven't found replacements for. I mean... Right, you know, and that, that's, a, that's a tough thing. And again, you know, it comes down to, you know, how well do these guys get along? How well do they play together? You know, sometimes, you know, you get a team, you get a bunch of guys together, and it just clicks, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's certainly true. I mean, that's true with any team. Yeah. But I think in soccer, like that's that's a good point you bring up is that, like the team mentality. It's so important that everybody's playing the same, like the same kind of. Everybody has the same game plan, because exactly. if you don't. Um, it can cause a lot of, I mean, if you got five players that are trying to do one thing and the other five are trying to do the other, it's not going to work. Yeah, it just doesn't work at all, you know. That's just, yeah, it's just uh, set up for, to fail, you know. And, and that, you know, you can fail against a, a pretty poor team, you know, with that kind of mentality. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. I mean, and... You know, just like with any sport, you see a team that that win, you know, a bunch of games in a row, and then they go up against a team you think they have no chance of winning against, and then lose three nothing because they were just off that day. You know, yeah. and it's very yeah. interesting. Yeah, and that happens too. You know, I think especially especially in uh, Europe, the you get the, the local rivalries, and they're extremely intense. Oh yeah, definitely. You know they can go all out, and it, you know it also includes your depth because you know you, you pick up a certain amount of yellow cards, you're going to be out for a game, and you got to you to replace them with somebody else. And you know how well was that? How well was that uh, sub? You know how well do they work with uh, with the rest of the team? You know for for an entire game, and you know there, there's a lot of different factors in that. Mm-hmm. So a lot of teams have really good depth, you know, and then you can throw any sub out there and they're going to 
I mean, I've noticed to some degree with Liverpool since Jordan Henderson's been on, he's their captain, so that's kind of a big deal. But he missed a few games. He missed a few games back in February and going into March, and they weren't and they weren't quite up to that level. And and he just got injured again about two weeks ago, and then since they've been since you know since the restart and after he after he was out again they they played well yesterday but i i think they were a team inspired yesterday because they were you know finally going to lift the cup so i think that played a bigger role even in jordan henderson not being in the game but you could definitely tell that sometimes it's just one player and the funny thing about him is a few years ago talk to any liverpool fan they couldn't believe he was captain they couldn't really believe he was a regular starter and now it's completely different, and yeah. that's that's the Jurgen Klopp effect. That's yeah, and a lot of you know a lot of teams have that. You're missing uh, you're missing one of your one of your key players, and they, you know they they may still play well, you know, but it won't be at that same level. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. That's good. Well, I, I think we got a pretty good chat here. Okay, good. All right, Randy. Well, I really appreciate you uh, taking taking some of your time here to discuss soccer with me. Oh, no problem, man. And hopefully, uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, definitely. And that's a wrap for Josh and Randy. Thank you for listening to Deep Americana.